I encountered a real backseat driver today as I was heading to daycare, steering the car with my knee, when suddenly, from over my shoulder, I heard, Hey, nobody's driving the car! Not wanting to give my daughter a conniption, I immediately placed my hands at 10 and 2 and steered so that she can see the rest of the way to school. Oh, that's better, she said. Funny thing is, that's how I met her mother, too. No yellow umbrella or Bob Saget voiceover needed. Instead, I'll just say that one fateful day some 20 years ago, she got into the backseat of my car with someone else, and we proceeded to drive down A1A. I gestured with my hands throughout my conversations, as I'm apt to do, steering the car once again with my knee and lower thigh. And that's when I heard from the backseat, Hey, you better put your hands on the wheel. What? No, it's okay. I said I drive this road all the time. No, I heard once again, you better put your hands on the wheel or you can pull over and let me out. Kind of the opposite of that Biff from Back to the Future situation. Well, in any event, I did pull the car over and suggested she get out. And that's when she thought better of the advice she was probably given by her parents. That's what they all tell you to do. If someone's driving crazy, you just tell them to let you out right there because, of course, that's what a crazy person would do. Well, this crazy person is blessed to this day that she didn't get out of the car because some 13 years after that, we probably wouldn't have found ourselves falling in love. We haven't fought to this day except for a little snit over the weekend when she told me my mullet looked great flowing underwater. I took offense to those words. But I probably shouldn't have, as I hope you don't take offense today while we discuss rich men, gonzo, and journalism as we spread some of the news that's fit to say with a sprinkling of some joshing around. Both of those backseat drivers are beautiful and I'm blessed to have them. Here's a question as to my parenting skills. Is this OC dadding in the morning? I've been pouring my youngest some Lucky Charms, but what I've found she does is pick out all the marshmallows and leave me with some soggy oats, and I got tired of dumping those oats down the disposal, so instead, I've picked out the little marshmallows, put them in a tiny little ramekin, if you will, and then I dole them back to her on a per-bite basis. Is this too much? This is similar to suggestions for the United States and their trade policy, where there's talk of adding an additional $276 billion worth of tariffs to imports coming in this country, mainly from China, which would equate to 4% of the world's trade. That's a lot of marshmallows coming out of the oats. China immediately unveiled $60 billion worth of tariffs of their own on U.S. imports, including airplanes and coffee. So, it remains to be seen if that $276 billion worth of tariffs are threat or truth, because these days it's hard to tell fact from fiction. But the Chinese went ahead and kicked the football our way nonetheless. Jack Ma, founder of Chinese Amazon, known as Alibaba, and one of the wealthiest men in China, warned that this conflict could drag on for 20 years or more and be a mess for all parties. One of Japan's richest men, Yusaka Mazawa, who made most of his $2.9 billion from an online shopping mall known as Zozotown, has been announced as the first person set to orbit the moon since 1972. He's going to do so thanks to SpaceX, Elon Musk, and that big Falcon rocket. And what's interesting is Mr. Maslawa is bringing a shuttle full of artists along with him. Hashtag Dear Moon. Dear Mom. I hope from the heavens you can hear me, for now it seems would be the best time yet to release that song you used to sing. You know the one. That old moon. 
sure gets around, follows me all over town. Meanwhile, Mr. Mazawa, who is one of the world's biggest art collectors, has a vision of bringing a shuttle full of artists with him in orbit around the moon so that they can experience life outside of Earth's atmosphere and then come back and inspire us all with their vision. His goal is to bring some of the top artists from various fields. <clears throat> Did someone say fake radio show host? Honestly, though, I don't know if I have the right stuff, especially not for a test flight that could end with a bonfire or the vanities. I think I'd rather remain a man in full here on Earth rather than hooking up with the moon, even if it means missing out on the new journalism. Hey, what does the late great author Tom Wolfe have in common with astronauts? They all wear white suits. New journalism is a style of news writing characterized by a subjective perspective that emphasizes truth over facts, which some would argue is what got us into this mess in the first place. In New Journalism, which was given its name by Tom Wolfe in a 1973 collection of articles published under the same name, the reporter immerses themselves in a situation and then retells the story under the guise that this didn't really happen, but if it did, it would happen just like this. For example, across America today, we know there's tons of talks about the character Toad from the Nintendo universe involving what games he might be from and other things that might be shaped like him. New journalism would invent the best quote for the conversations we know are happening, even if no one said exactly that. Like, no mom, not the wet sprocket, Toad, the guy who picks things up the quickest in Super Mario 2, or Wait, so does that make her like a big green sewer pipe? Compare this long-form new journalism to Twitter, a microblog where you can watch news breaking and then speak to everyone about it without actually having to talk to anyone. None of these forms of reporting should be confused with gonzo journalism, which is written without claims of objectivity, often including the reporter as part of the story. It's an energetic first-person participatory writing style in which the author is a protagonist. Popularized by Hunter S. Thompson in the 1970s, the style draws its power from a combination of social critique and self-satire. The personality of a piece is as important as the event or actual subject, and the use of sarcasm, humor, exaggeration, and profanity is common. Gonzo from the Muppets, however, isn't quite so easy to define. Thought to be an alien or a bird, in reality, Gonzo began life as a frackle. No, not a fraggle, those jerky Muppet cousins who plague the doozers. Instead, frackles are a classification of Muppet monsters, normally small in stature, operating as nameless utility characters without personality. Gonzo originated as a frackle, living in a cigar box in the 1970 Christmas special The Great Santa Claus Switch. He appeared as a gruff baddie until Jim Henson selected him a short while later to be the basis for Gonzo the Great, a Muppet who grew to convey excitement and a zany, bombastic appreciation for life. Wow, after hearing that, it seems like I've got a little bit of Gonzo in me. Quick to rush into an adventure just for a good story to tell. From slinging spaghetti while living in a van to meeting and marrying a stranger in less than 30 days, which, by the way, is a story we have to inch closer to completion. And while those things didn't work out, and I wouldn't dare repeat them if given the chance, the romance of the unknown is worth so much more than simply gazing over the edge only to wonder. Yet here we are, I've done it again, thrown comfort and stability to the wind to please tens of people and most of all myself. 
Luckily, my backseat driver from long ago has been promoted to a world-class navigator. As we avoid the pitfalls in this Mario Kart, she's put us in the driver's seat towards a better life. Keep dodging those turtle shells and banana peels yourself, with hopes to one day soon receive a curious box containing all the marshmallows you're owed. As we end the show, be prepared for an electric Kool-Aid acid test that I trust you'll pass. If not, simply file suit against the subjective nature of the exam. When art imitates life in space, get ready to be captivated as the moon orbits us until one day we're all captive to a life only escaped by joshing around.